Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the science of selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Hoffeld. Today, we're going to talk about a different kind of topic than we normally do. This is a topic that I tackle in my new book, Sell More with Science, in the last chapter where I talk about how to take your career to the next level. And I want to share with you one thing that I talk about in that chapter that I think could make a profound impact on your career. And I know that because it has for many that I've shared this with, and it did for me. As I begin that chapter, I kind of share a personal note, and that is that many years ago, I felt I was in a job that was not right for me. And I was very disillusioned and very upset about it. My career at that time was a huge disappointment to me. And though I was successful monetarily, I was making good money and I had risen to a high level within your organization. And from all outside appearances, I seemed very, very successful. However, I didn't feel like I was. I did not enjoy the position I was in. I did not enjoy the people I was working with at all. And I just wanted the radical change in my life. But I felt stuck. Though you may not be in that same exact position, all of us at times in our lives have felt stuck, whether it's I want to sell more or I want to sell differently or I want to improve in this area, or even if it's personal, if you feel stuck in a relationship or with another personal goal that you have, what do you do? And I think this is very applicable. And I wrote that chapter almost as if between you and I, I was writing to my past self. In other words, at that point in my career, what would I have liked to have read? What would have really helped me? I was at a point where I was just ready for some radical change. And what I did was embark on a very long, much longer than I expected journey that resulted in me being where I am right now. In fact, if it wasn't for that job, if it wasn't for my disillusionment with it, I would have never went through what I had to go through to develop the science of selling and write two books. And and what I figured out just over a long period of time is what I write in that chapter. I wanna just share one of the principles that I talk about in that chapter, because I think it will help you regardless of where you're at, whether it's selling or personal, anytime you feel stuck, what can you do? In the book, I give a formula, if you will, of a number of different things that you can put together. And I want to focus on just one of those today, and that is the power of the 1% rule. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me give you an example of what I mean. The British cycling team had a 76-year streak, and it wasn't a streak that you'd be proud of. They had a streak of not winning a gold medal for 76 years in the Olympics. And so they decided to do something. They took a very different approach, and they broke down the elements of a bike race 
to the essentials needed to win, and they focused on enhancing each by just 1%. They used, for example, a wind tunnel to identify what racing suits were the most aerodynamic. They painted the floor on the team bus white so that they could spot dust, which they thought that could hinder bike performance. They even had a surgeon come in and teach them how to wash their hands, hoping that it would help them avoid too many sick days. Would these small, seemingly inconsequential things make an impact that these little upgrades had a compounding effect and the end result was a boost in overall performance. And in the 2008 Beijing Olympics, the very next Olympics they participated in after making these changes, they won seven out of 10 gold medals. They adopted an incremental approach though. They didn't try to do a major overhaul. They focused on small things because you and I often underestimate the power of this incremental approach. Doing something one or two or three times is great, but if you do it every day for a year or two or three years, it will drastically change your life. Let me give you another example of this that I talk about in the book. One of my favorite games is the game of chess. I actually learned chess late in life. I was in my late 30s. I got on a plane. I was flying from Minnesota to Orlando, Florida. And when I got on the plane, seat in front of me, they had the little computer. You could watch movies or you could play games. And I thought, you know, I'm going to play this and try to figure out how to play. I never really played chess before, oddly enough. And by the time I landed three hours later, I knew how to play. Not well, but I, I knew how to play. I had figured it out and learned by just playing on the plane ride. And chess has become one of my favorite games. So much strategy in it. But the origin of chess, I want to share that with you because though it's shrouded in mystery, here's the legend of how chess began. A poor inventor creates the game and he brings it to the king. And the king is so delighted with this game that he says to the inventor, I'll give you anything you want. And so the inventor says what he would like is that a grain of rice be placed on the first square of the chessboard and then two grains of rice on the next and then it doubles four grains of rice on the next and then it keeps doubling on each of the subsequent squares. Now, the king, of course, agrees and says, well, that seems pretty reasonable. However, the king's advisors later inform him that he can't grant the request because there are 64 squares on a chessboard. And though you start with one grain of rice and then go to two and then go to four and then go to eight and then go to 16, it begins to compound so much that by the last square, it would be 18 quintillion grains. That's more than all the grains of rice on the earth. And they said, you can't do this, King, because no one could do this. How it's so easy to underestimate, though, the compounding effect of incremental improvement. What starts out as seemingly inconsequential eventually can grow into something that can transform your entire career. Or, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, with the British cycling team, help them win seven out of 10 gold medals after having not won a gold medal for 76 years straight. And that is the power of that 1% rule. You're trying not to make major improvements, but you're trying to get better by 1%. Maybe it's every day or every week. And at first, you're not going to notice much. 
you're going to say, well, this really didn't make a difference at all. But over time, it has that compounding effect. Just like if you invest in real estate or stocks or cryptocurrency, whatever it is, let your money compound, knowing that time when it comes to an investment is your friends because prices usually go up for all of those things over time. And that it can grow significantly, that compounding interest. And so you want to be mindful of that when it comes to changing your life in any area. Small things done over and over and over and over and over again build on one another. What also this does when you embrace this mentality of focusing on incremental improvement, that small changes create big results, is it also builds up your willpower. Let me give you an example. There was one study that focused on this, and what they did was they had participants engage in an exercise program for two months. And this obviously requires them to exert a lot of self-discipline because there are times that none of us feel like exercising and to push through that and to actually exercise for two months. And before these workouts, though, began, participants performed a series of laboratory tasks that were designed to measure their self-control. And after they completed two months of exercise, they took this self-control assessment again. And what they found was they all had significant improvement. And what's even more interesting is that when participants also found that they gained better impulse control in other areas of their life. So they ate healthier. They smoked less. They, they curbed impulse spending. They did more of the chores around the house. Those things they wanted to do, they had more self-control. And so researchers say that you can almost view self-control as like a muscle, that the more you exercise it, the more you use it, the stronger it gets, and it impacts you in other areas of life. In other words, when you say, listen, I want to improve my life in this area, whatever that area is, and you take consistent action day after day, week after week, month after month, that's going to pay off not only in improving you in your relation to that thing you're pursuing, but also in other areas of your life. Why? Because you are gaining more self-discipline. You're getting more control over yourself. And that, let's get real, when we talk about influence, the number one person you're able to influence by far is you. We talk about how to influence our potential clients, and there's a lot of great science on how to do that, but we're also severely limited. That's why none of us can sell 100% because people have beliefs, they've had past experiences, things they walk into the door with, and I get them for a very short period of time, and so do you when you're selling. And so you can influence them, but your influence is limited. There's a lot of other peripheral factors that are also influencing them, perhaps even more than you are. However, when it comes to yourself, you and I have a tremendous advantage here. There is no one you can influence more than you. And the more you're able to control yourself, meaning you don't just give in to your impulses, the more you say, here's what I want to do. And even when I don't feel like it, I will do it. Most people struggle with this thing. They try to change the world but they don't have enough self-discipline to make their bed. So what I want you to do right now is a little exercise. I want you to think about what is one area that you want to improve in. Maybe it's personal, maybe it's professional. What is something you want to do? And what would those small incremental improvements look like? 
you don't need to know the next 10 steps. What would the next two steps look like? What are two things you could do, one thing today and one thing in the next couple of days that you could do that would begin you on that journey, that would put you on that path? Oftentimes, I know in my own life, when I want to have a big goal, I'm like, how in the world am I going to get there? And it can be frustrating and it can paralyze us into not doing anything. But what I found really works is you take one or two steps, and those are usually pretty easy to define. In other words, if I were going to pursue this big goal, what would be one or two things I could do that would at least help me step in the right direction? It's not going to get me even close, but it's a step in the right direction. And then as you do those things, the next few steps open up. And then you do those, and the next few open up. And then you do those. So we often don't see the end at the beginning. We don't see how we're going to get there, but it's those incremental steps. It's that 1%. And that starts to compound. And then you start thinking differently and you start seeing things differently. And that's because you're taking action in that way. I encourage you, think about that exercise that we just went through and then act on it. Do those one to two things and you're going to feel good about yourself and expect that you're not going to want to. Anytime you do something new, you might be all motivated now when you're planning it, but when you actually try to execute on those, you're going to have a lot of excuses coming up. You're going to have a lot of reasons why, well, why don't I do it tomorrow? I don't feel like it today. You need to be stronger than your excuses. Push through those. The more you push through, the more control you get over your own life, and the easier it will be to take the next few steps. So what are you waiting for? implement this, embrace that 1% rule, and then go sell something. I'll see you next time.